0: Some welcome
1: the to the Rugby Rant we'll Podcast Show, your, your premium yeah. North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. And welcome, rugby fans. It's that time again with myself, of course, and, well, hold on. Words. <laughs> put, 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 that one, put that one out there. It's rather than I get one restart. out the way right from the start. I fumble first, and the rest of the game's going to be fine. There we all go. Right. Ah, all right. And welcome, rugby fans. Again, it's that time for the run, pass, or kick interviews with myself, Ty, the sappho braga. Joining me, as per usual, by my side, of course, is Rob, the hammer, Hammer hammerschmidt. But more importantly, as you know, this is the chance where we put somebody in the hot seat, a great major league rugby insider. We welcome to join us, James Doc Irie. Thank you for joining us, my friend. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Rob. Hey, Ty. Thanks for having me, boys. We're excited.
1: Oh, it's, uh, it's going to be a good one. I know, I, I know that Rob, in particular, any time somebody joins us from the NOLA Gold on the show, tends to be able to, uh, um, what's a good phrase? wet himself quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean this in all good uh, jest because uh, you're, you're, you know, and for those who don't already know, I'm sure there's plenty of people to do recognize the name, certainly that stash, um, but more importantly, your contribution to rugby, let's highlight a few key areas because you got a rich rugby resume here, Doc, uh, and I'm going to highlight that the story of you starts out in uh, Orlando, Florida, Winter Park High School, uh, you then make your way onto uh, your, your uh, national service, Marines, Navy. And by the way, I got an interesting question lined up for you later in that regard. Um, but uh, then you had a numerous uh, uh, club uh, appearances from 2013 until making your way to NOLA Gold. And then somehow in your spare time, you managed to be able to coach as well, um, <laughs> which, of course, is the crew rugby club that uh, you see uh, my colleague Rob with sporting the gear there, which recently, by the way, shout out to you in the side, uh, champions, cup champions in the Merkel uh, Cup. 2022 so certainly your contribution is being seen on and off the field and we're going to talk more about that as we go forward but i wanted to folks to know a little bit about your rich rugby resume and why you are here on the run pass or kick interviews and before we dive any farther for those of you who might not be familiar with how this works it's best i hand you over to my colleague rob to learn how
0: thanks ty and uh, doc, man, I, I, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan. We've gotten to know each other a little bit better, uh, over the last, uh, year, just through talking back and forth about life and other things. And you jumping on the gold diggers podcast. Uh, I love you brother. And I'm glad to have you here. Cause you're, uh, you're special in a lot of ways, not just to our country, but my, uh, gold digger heart. Uh, so for those that don't know the run, pass or kick interview works like this. We're going to throw some questions at doc. And each question will be prompted with run, pass, or kick. And Doc has a choice. Just like any good rugby player, he can run with it. And I imagine as a prop, he's going to do a lot of running. (laughs) Or he can – and that is to say he can answer the question. He can pass a question. Um, I'm sure he's pretty good at a pass. He might pass a few. Who knows? We'll see. But that just means he's not going to answer it. He's going to move on to the next one. Or he can have a little fun with us. And we know that, uh, you know, in a lot of club trainings – Doc's probably attended a few that the props like to get in a few kicks here and there. So he may choose to kick a question or two, which is to say that he's going to make us work a little bit, put us on the defensive, let us answer one in his stead, and he can grade us out. He can follow up with a little bit more detail, or he can tell us we're just plain old shite. It's totally up to him. Either way, he gets to control the interview a little bit through his selections of run, pass, or kick. So James Doc Irie. Are you ready to accept the run, pass, or kick challenge?
2: One ready. Let's do this.
0: All right. And as Doc would say, I'm sure he's thinking in his mind, easy day. That's right. So, <laughs> All right. So let's get after it with the first one. I got to know, you're a front rower, long established, big broad shoulders, big giant hulking chest, and we know those legs like tree stumps. But I got to ask you this. Run, pass, or kick. Do any of the officials really know anything about the dark arts of the front row?
1: Uh,
2: obviously, <laughs> I'll uh, run with this one to get my chance to. Notice do the this.
1: smile that came to his face. I was like, ah, oh, yes.
2: <laughs> you kind of have to take your shots when you can at the uh, the officials the preseason. Otherwise, they hold it against you for a bit. No, I, I think it's, it's hard for anybody who's never been in the trenches to know what the trenches are like, right? So. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that happens up there in the front row. I mean, even guys on my own team, they just kind of watch and wait for the ball to spew out. But uh, they're trying to get better about it. There's some things we like about the new stuff they got implemented. Some things we don't like. Um, at the end of the day, it's beat the man in front of you and charge forward with your brothers.
0: Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to shed any light on that new stuff? I mean, I'm sure you're getting trickles from the league and <laughs> from the referees. Is is there any insight you want to share? Or are we gonna Are we gonna let that one go by and pass on it?
2: Uh, No, I mean, it's just simple stuff Like they're trying to speed the game up, so they're speeding up resets They're going to be a little more harsher on, you know Battling on the binds and preloading A little bit of weight forward, and like you said Those little Dark Arts things So um, they showed us some videos Some stuff that they're watching for Some stuff that they have no idea what they're looking for So you kind of have to use a little bit of uh, IQ, top Uh, two inches as my old coach The Dark Arts
1: need to become darker Exactly (laughs) uh...
2: I'll leave it, it at that, that. that so yeah, I don't yeah. let any inside in know what's going on. But, uh, you know, we're hissing and we're ready to go.
1: Under the cover of night, props to <laughs> me and disgust. <laughs> uh, but I feel like Bill of- Murray
0: in Stripes
1: there's a whole like episode I feel like on TRN where we could like do this yeah. the Docs brought to you by doc you know and yeah. uh, discussing this you know you don't reveal too many secrets. we leave it for the airfield but uh, it, it is kind of one of the great things about the game is these little intricacies and each position has something unique to it and some unique challenges uh, but none more than the front row I think universally people will accept that um, but I want to talk about some some other stuff as you said brothers you know in the trenches we're going to kind of stick on that theme for a moment because you my friend not only have given tremendous service to the game that we all love but to the country we love as well and that of course being your service to uh with the marines uh onto the navy uh and all the honors that come in between um uh naval corpsman i believe was your official title is that right um
2: navy corpsman yes sir corpsman of course
1: see um this is why i needed you here um but yes so what i'm curious is you know when you get to be able to have that honor of putting on the memorial day jersey and you strut your stuff you're out in the field does this bring on a in a you know an additional significance to you with your your uh, background knowing what it could mean what would you say
2: uh yeah 100% man i think it's something cool that the league's taken part of and i know there's a couple vets that were in the league i think i'm probably the only active duty guy in any sport right now but uh there's a couple vets that are still around good old gm fitzy still around stuff like that so for us memorial day is a special day um as it is for everybody in america but obviously a little closer for us and uh something cool we do in Nola gold is with me and fitzy around we can kind of shed that light in the the whole team mm-hmm. kind of rallies around that shirt. and we uh, They don't even show it to us beforehand, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's
1: kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, one thing that I come to love at, at Rugby Town, where, you know, I have the honor of being able to announce quite a few of the events there, and Rugby Town 7s, as you know, they have the Armed Forces Challenges there, um, and they always manage to be able to deliver this kind of awe and presence about it, the gravity that everybody stands, has the respect, the unity in arms. Um, it's one of the great things about – uh, being able to blend one service, as I said, to your nation with that to the sport, it's a perfect marrying of those two things. Because there's so many great powerful areas that overlap in terms of the values between the sport and, of course, what you do for your country.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. The Rugby Town 7 thing's next level with the Armed Forces Championship. Right. Um, been on that team playing sevens for right. some reason for a few years now. But, yeah, uh, yeah, put a nah, prop on it. a sevens team. It'll work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what could go sure. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Chaos, that's for do. sure. <laughs> uh, now, with the farm Rugger ceremony, there is super cool. And then there's been dozens and dozens, I mean, pretty much on every club across the country, especially the ones near the bases. Right. There's military guys on every team. I mean, the team that I started with up in Norfolk, Virginia, the Norfolk Blues, mm. we were at least half active duty military guys. So, There's so much of that in our culture that we can't help but spread it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I love the ethos. And that's the foundation for the next question. Uh, You know, GM Ryan Fitzgerald, you mentioned it. He's a Marine himself, having served our country honorably, just as you have. You, of course, as a Naval Corpsman, have served with Marines. For those that don't know, Corpsmen are members of the Navy, but they serve as medics, uh, you know, in the field for um, uh, our Marines and our boys that are first in and last out, right? Um, if you haven't checked out some of the um, Band of Brothers and some of the other, um, uh, the, the We Were Soldiers Once, great book about a, a, a naval corpsman. That's a foundation of the book. Check it out if you're into history. But the question, run past your kick, Doc, you have served with the Marines as a naval corpsman. Thus, both you and Fitzy know about sacrifice and brotherhood. How would you or how do you apply your military experience and background to your game of rugby?
2: Uh, yeah, I had this uh, saying when I was coaching uh, both the New Orleans uh, Rugby Football Club and the crew that uh, rugby is the closest thing you can get to a gunfight without actually being in one. So uh, <laughs> it kind of draws us I think to that it. needs to be the quote for this whole <laughs> episode.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah,
2: so it draws <laughs> us to it just for the action and the violence and the, the technicalness and then. Obviously needing to be, you know, you don't win a gunfight by yourself. You don't win a rugby game by yourself either. So I think going in with that mindset that gets instilled in us through basic training and all the schools we go to and the countless deployments and, you know, you really form a family knit of people. It's the same thing in the rugby team. If you don't have that, right. if you don't have the, the camaraderie in the locker room, you could have the best players in the world. You're going to go out there and take an L every every Saturday. So, Uh, Again, me and Ryan have a really close relationship at this point, being a Marine and a corpsman, we're pretty much inseparable at this point, except when he's got to go pick up more crayons to eat, but... uh (laughs) <laughs> Other than that, uh, so it's it's almost it's cool. We so, you still tell the boys little war stories, and we jazz them up. And we use the little sayings and stuff. But a lot of it's just being there and being present. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm 35. I'm definitely not a spring chicken. These guys see me in the gym every morning. They see me running. They see me hitting. They see me do all this stuff. Same thing. Ryan's out there running fitness drills with the boys, and he's a GM on the team. He has, he'll come out and play you know fitness games with us, and just all kinds of madness. So it's just little stuff like that. You know, when the boys call your phone, you answer the phone. It doesn't matter what time it is, what right. you're doing. Leading that's, from the
1: front, right? You
2: know, you got to be up there. Uh, well, that,
0: yeah, that's what that's what a case of uh, Mountain Dew will do for you. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and I know some of the boys have gotten that, you know, gone home and that machine are on their voicemail and like gone, all right, let's play this. And it's and it's fits. And there's fits. <laughs> I scream yeah. in there like a drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, I like that saying that you said a moment ago. I'm going to throw in an um an improvised question here. And it's kind of on the topic of it being a contact sport, the camaraderie, the battle, you know, all of those things, those themes that you include in your last response. Uh, so recently, you probably heard that the RFU decided at the community level game that they were going to remove tackling above the waist. And uh, this meant that it in essence, has changed the entire game from a contact sport to you know, uh, avoiding contact, really. I don't know how better to describe it. Uh, Run, pass, or kick. Do you think this is the death of rugby, if that was to be true?
2: Um, Obviously, I'm going to run with this one, being that I love violence. Uh, Yeah, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. There's no reason our sport needs to go to touch. If you want to go play touch, go play touch. We're here to play rugby, and rugby involves tackling, rugby involves contact. I think you're going to see... A lot of things change with the game for the worse. Um, I think you're going to lose interest because part of why Americans especially love this sport or are starting mm-hmm. to love this sport is because we are physical, because it gives you right. an opportunity. That's the whole reason I started playing. Uh, it gives you that <laughs> opportunity to express yourself somewhere where you don't get in trouble for hitting another guy and you can go grab a beer afterwards. Now you're right. gonna have guys diving at knees and ankles and all kinds of. It just sounds like a recipe for disaster for me. I, I think that
1: you know, there's sure maybe maybe it reduces. It's unproven, but maybe it reduces the risk of concussion. How many other injuries are going to be ending careers though?
2: <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to work <laughs> on a Monday. You go tear your ACL on a Saturday because right jerked yeah. over you right at the knee. Like, how do you think that's gonna go? I'll go to work with a black eye any day of the week. Over yeah, yeah, you wear that anywhere.
1: as a as, as a badge yeah. of
2: honor. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I think I think they're trying to kinder, gentler, whatever they're trying to do. It's not going to work, and uh, it's kind of upsetting, to be honest with you.
1: Well, I, I think you and many fans of the game feel that same sentiment. You know, um, you know, it is. It, it to, to quote somebody else uh, before me, this isn't soccer. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and I
0: uh, yeah, just want to add on. I mean, the, the thing that you know, I. And some of the, uh, you know, Facebook forums and reading up on this, and folks from England are, are, are you know, weighing in and. And as somebody put it this way, they said, look, you know, at the club level, people make the choice to play rugby, right? And they make the mm-hmm. choice to engage in a kind of contact physical nature of the game. And at some point, you got to you got to police yourself, right? You got to be responsible for yourself. If you've taken a head knock or two, you got to keep yourself out of the game. You got to be honest with yourself, honest with the trainers, and you've got to decide what's the best way forward for you. If you've taken a few head knocks and you decide that you can't play, then, then go into coaching, go into admin, help rugby in some other way. I mean, a friend of mine had to make that very tough decision. And we all understand, you know, as, as 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 fellow rugby players, we get it when that happens that maybe it is time to hang it up if it happens one too often. But you can still provide service to the sport and 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 be um, supportive in another way through, you know, the, all those other exercises, coaching, administration, you know, officiating, things like that. And and I just think it is. I agree with you, Doc. It's, we're going in the wrong way in that one.
1: Well, hopefully that doesn't spread across the the unions, <laughs> right? Um, but we could probably debate that one in an entirely new episode. So it set right. us up quite well for that one. We yeah, might have to call right. you back for your piece on that one, Doc. because <laughs> I feel like you and many It'll be a ranter on that one. Yeah, exactly. That's what exactly what I mean. But he had. He was like he was. Con- you know, he had conviction in what he was saying. Oh, that's terrible. You know, and and that's and I think that's important though that we get opinions like yours who are playing the game, you know, at the highest level right. available to us here in the U S um, but having gone through every step of the process as well, you know, because it's, the, it's everything that's affected by it. But, you know, I digress. And let's get back to, 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 to you and your rugby career. And I'm going to go rewind just a moment. Uh, you spoke about the the relationship between you and, and and Fitzgerald and how tight it has become and for obvious reasons. Uh, so with this lies my next question. Run, pass, or kick? During the fall, you both played significant minutes in what has become known as the America's Rugby Premiership with the gold and coached Crew Rugby Club in addition to that uh, to winning the championship, the aforementioned championship. Um, Rob, is there a question in there?
0: Uh, yeah, that was supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I just I'm like well, wow, that's really just well shut up
2: Rob i a the questions of
1: <laughs> like uh, somehow 50% of this is I, was, I was trying to see
0: how, how well Ty could improv actually yeah, I'm going right. to pick that's that, right. that yeah. one I got, to
2: Rob <laughs> I, uh, I'll actually kick it back to you with a question how about this here's the question um, what are our thoughts as players that played in the ARP and the future of the ARP going forward for the league and I'll kick this to Ty
1: OK, well,
0: uh, first of all, <laughs> again, we're going to test Ty's ability to improv.
1: <laughs> Clearly, I'm not a fullback. OK, <laughs> <laughs> don't knock it on my man. Don't knock yeah, it on. Yeah, no, it's under pressure. It's up in the air. Especially okay. a kick from a prop. Yeah, yeah. He knows okay. going. No, it's going to be a wobbly, ugly kick to, It's going to have 17 okay. bounces as long as it gets the job done. Yeah. OK. OK. So so repeat. What is what is repeated? From me? Yeah.
2: So uh, one of the players thoughts that played in the arp this season oh, and okay how do we feel about the arp model going forward i mean it basically
1: comes down to this more rugby is better rugby because if you become better you got to be able to play as often as possible but the other component of that is at a competitive level and the more competitive rugby you can play the better you'll become iron sharpens iron america's uh, r- r- rugby Uh, edition of this premiership has taken the opportunity for players who might not necessarily have gotten all the game time that they wanted and given them a platform to be able to shine younger and uh, players can be nurtured by older players and the mix in between is what's going to be great now as a coaching platform it's brilliant to be able to try out combinations you've not been able to see in real action Um, you have the ability to test the depth of your bench you give players an opportunity so there's many benefits but ultimately I would imagine we'd want it to be able to stay, especially because it doesn't conflict with any other uh, season, you know. So I don't see it having a downside to continue. And I just want to be able to see more of it and it expand to include other teams uh, from across the league with all the academies.
0: I'm going to add on to that doc. If I could, for just a moment, I would say there's two other benefits at that. that and, and I'm not uh, disparaging Ty at all here. He made uh, some excellent points, which I think are all true, but um, I, I think we saw some benefits, particularly this fall in that you look at a guy like Moni Tongawea. Now, well, he did not play huge amount of minutes in the, in the ARP uh, the fact that he had so, you know some qualifiers coming up gave him an opportunity to kind of get back into the uh, into the thick of things, get his body tuned up a little bit, and get ready to go into camp. So he was not going in absolutely totally stone cold. And yeah. then I think for guys that are rookies or guys for, that are just trying to make their way onto rosters and kind of prove themselves, you know. So we're talking about the Villanis of the world, the only's mm-hmm. of the world. You know, uh, guys like um, you know Sam Klimkowski who's just brought into the roster, and then uh, you got other individuals. Uh, they got to cut their teeth a little bit. Junior Tungawea, um, you know, being brought into that and getting significant minutes and playing, you know, being very much a bedrock of the ARP effort by NOLA. Those guys got invaluable experience and minutes to play with some other guys like Devin Short, like yourself, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, guys like Dino, who are, you know, stalwarts on the NOLA Gold. So, again, that piece goes back in a circular fashion to what Ty pointed out about that chemistry and kind of bringing about a little bit more of the synergy between the players getting ready for the spring.
2: No, I think uh, you boys crushed it. I will call that one yeah. a 50-22. How's that? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a lot of work. It took a lot of work on a lot of teams, a lot of sure. travel, a lot of things, and I think we're only going to get better with the infrastructure side of it and the logistics, but um, the culture down here was amazing with the young boys. Some of them got to stay. Some of them got to look somewhere else. Some of them had to go back to their 9-5, to five. but, no, it was an incredible experience, and I think going forward, it's got to be something the league looks at very heavily.
1: Well, if you, could, I mean, it's clearly it's proven that it can work. You just needed to be yeah. able to create a, a, an environment where everybody could see it work. Right. Um, and I, th- I don't see there really being summing blocks apart from the travel and the costs of the usual right. stuff that happens, right? I mean, that's just when it comes down to numbers, that's usually what it boils down to. Um, as long as you can justify that, they take a closer look at it. You've done your job um, and prove the concept. So hopefully, it does certainly end up being. A regular fixture because there's only upside to it. I, I personally do not see any downside, but I'm not in those camps looking at numbers and looking at all the details. Right.
0: I'm, I'm going to add one piece of perhaps, uh, and I apologize, but for fans, I think who who don't know all the nuances of of the America, you know, the to Rugby Premiership. You know, a guy like Reese Botha down in Nola. You know, he was brought in. Um, you know, played at LU a little bit. He's brought in, and then he got—I mean—a huge amount of minutes at fly half, and the cr- incredible opportunity to develop. And he showed out. He got signed, and now he's—you mm-hmm. know—he's with the team, you know, full stop. You know, um, again, a kid that was played a little in college, but didn't—you know—didn't right. see that—that that the the draft, so to speak, in the typical way. You know, that leaves an opportunity for just another pathway into. Yeah, it's another
1: stage for them yeah. to perform on. Yeah.
2: And just just to pad uh, old Fitzy again and Noah Gold down here. Reese Botha's locker sits right next to Rodney Iola right now. So he's literally left seat, right seat with the legend of the game. And you can't pay for that kind of experience the kid's getting no. right now. It's drinking right. through a little hot fire hose right now. He's struggling a bit, but he's
1: going to <laughs> Best way to learn, man. <laughs> well, on that note, again, we are here with James Dark Irie, a great uh, stalwart for uh, rugby, uh, in particular Nolan Gold. But we're going to be back with him in just a few moments. But before then, we're going to take a short break to be able to learn a little bit more about one of the partners that help us do what we do here on the Rugby Rant Podcast show. Stick around when you pick up a ball, you also pick up a legacy, a legacy that stretches beyond your current team and built on the backs of those who came before you with hard work and discipline. And to those who will come after you, we promise it won't be easy. There will be days when you feel like you want to quit. When you're in the cold, in the rain, and in the mud, on those days, we will be there when you need it most.
0: Welcome back, Rugby Rant fans, and again, this is the Run, Passer, Kick episode with, of course, James Doc Irie from the NOLA Gold. And uh, we're jumping right into the quick tap with Doc, and so we've got some great ones here. Uh, And because I know a little bit more than the usual about my good friend uh, Doc, um, I got some good ones tuned up for him, and and I'm interested to see how he responds. So it works a little like this. We're going to fire this or that. One choice or the other. Doc can just identify which choice he's going to make. And again, he can uh, go ahead and give a little context. He can leave it where it stands. One thing he can't do is he can't pass or he can't kick. He's gotta run with all of them. So we're gonna get in with the kick quick tap. Excuse me. And the first one, Doc. You know, again, we talked about your playing uh, right now as an active member of the Noel Golden. Of course, you coached Markel Champ crew. Okay, down there in New Orleans. So more fun. Coaching or playing? Playing. All right. That's what we like to hear going into the season as a <laughs> – Anybody right who's season. played
2: and is coached will yeah. agree with me on that one. Yeah. Playing all day. <laughs> Let's ask you in five years. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right.
1: There you go. <laughs> all
0: right. I know, you know, you came from the gym right before this interview, so I'd be remiss-, remiss if I didn't ask this question. Favorite lift: squats or power cleans? Squats. Okay. It's What we'd expect from her front row, I got to generate that effort going into the scrum, right? All right, next one Bayou comfort food. And I know it's you know dead of winter down there, and uh, uh, you know, down there it's it's like a freaking beach summer day for me up here in Chicago, but nevertheless, we know how you New, New Orleans get cold down there pretty easily. Gumbo comfort food, gumbo or shrimp po boy,
2: uh, gumbo specifically. Uh, not trying to keep my job or anything, but Tim Falcon, the owner of this club, makes a fantastic Christmas gumbo that I got to have some of this year. So I might just stay in this town just for that.
0: <laughs> like All it. right, Tim. Tim, if you're watching or, and or listening, free some of that uh, Christmas gumbo <laughs> for this guy, because I'll be down there April 2nd for NOLA Gold versus Seattle. I, I got to take some of that gumbo, bring it to the pitch. I'm I'm on it. All right. Here we go. I'll hold him to that, too, by the way. All right. It is Doc's day out. Hunting or fishing? Hunting. Ooh, I like it. Nice. All right. Uh, rifle or bow?
2: Bow, all day. Ooh.
0: An art, 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 artesian of his craft? We'll, I guess we'll show off there. Oh, there <laughs> it is right there. Okay. Question answered very quickly. All right. More like a son, Matt Harmon or Brian Noel.
2: Oh, I saw definitely Brian no. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: he's an interesting dude, from what I understand. All right, <laughs> All right, fishing tournament partner. Ooh. Right, fishing tournament partner, Dino or Cam?
2: Cam Dolan all day. Me and him have ripped so many lips at this point; it's outrageous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, that, homie was over, over the, over the. After he came back from USA Service, man, he he went out fishing. And he caught the biggest damn fish I've ever seen in my life. I was like, dude shows out all the time on the pitch. Yeah,
2: I was there. It was outrageous. The he had no you business were catching that fish. On a spinning rod, it was stupid. Amazing. <laughs> really? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. It was a uh, black drum he pulled out of the bayou over here. It was like 40 pounds. It was outrageous.
1: Jesus. Yeah, that's a big weird.
2: one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I hope you take some credit for that, for that 40-pounder you guys pulled up.
2: All right. Uh, as many as he's brought me on, he can have all the credit he wants.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Tougher, rugger, Marines or Navy?
2: Ooh, well, I'm going to go split. I'm going to go give sevens nod to my Navy brethren that we play with since we've been beating the crap out of the Marines for I don't know, four or five years now, at Rugby Town. <laughs> but uh, I did have the pleasure to play Marine Corps 15. So I gotta give those boys a shout out. We went up to Utah last fall. They had a game I couldn't make this year in San Diego and they've been putting in some licks at 15. So uh, Mo, uh, anytime you need me for the Marine Corps shirt, you let me know.
0: Listen, Ty, can you believe this guy? Here yeah. he is, you know, a a, mil, a a man of military service. Usually, usually, those guys are just like a buzzsaw, man. They get it right after full no punches. That was the most political, yeah, yeah. I love service how service man's you answer
1: I've ever heard. Get a little bit of love all around. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, well done, I actually Nate. Thought, well done. I actually, yeah, yeah no, I seriously thought that I was you were going to squirm a little bit more on that one. That's the one extra that I he typed in myself. A damn eye.
0: The dude just ripped. Ripped it, through it, and and, and answered it made everybody Key
1: decision maker. I like it. I like it. You got away. You got away. I got to (laughs) work on them for next time. Um, My mission is to get at least one pass, but you couldn't do it there, but I wanted to see you sweat a little. You didn't even sweat at all. So, again, uh, a pleasure to be able to have you run through the quick tap there. We're going to take the opportunity now to turn our attention back to the regular format of the run, pass, or kick interviews.
0: Ty, he sweats more when he eats Tim's Christmas gumbo than he
2: into that question. Well, I'll do that to you. Oh, shit. Watch out.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I this- have a feeling I should eat some of that before I had my colonoscopy recently. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, how the show has changed over the years. <laughs> I told you it would be spicy, man. That's why I brought this man on. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, let's turn our attention back to the rugby for a moment. And run past the right. kick. You know how it goes, Doc. I'll line up the next question for you. Fitz and head coach Kane Thompson brought in two props from New Zealand. Sean Paranahi and Gerald Adams. With a young group of American props, how important is it to bring guys with their type of experience to draw from?
2: I think this is exactly why the league has foreigner spots, to be honest with you. um, We're still waiting on Shawnee's uh, visa to come in and stuff like that. But right. Jared just came into the locker room, plugged in with the boys. Uh, I mean, the man, I mean, you, everyone's read, read his CV at this point. It's amazing. So just his little inputs, you know, I'm scrumming against this guy who's, I came up through American club scene. He's super rugby, this, that, and the other. Right, he makes right. a little tweak here, a little tweak there. You put it in your pocket. Next session, you're beating him. Next session, he's beating you. And we're constantly pushing each other. Uh, we've been fortunate in all the goal that we've always had a front row that pushes each other, um, sure. which is probably a credit to you know having one of the most dominant scrums in the league. But I think bringing in stuff like that can only help the cause of American props specifically. And then, of course, you know, Nola which, which is actually a in pretty
1: short supply if you think about it, right? Um and, and I love the fact that you highlighted that this is one of the reasons why the, the foreign player slot exists as long as teams use it in the way that we want it to be right um and, and that's coming from a guy obviously I'm not born in, in the US but you know the US you rugby has know? become such a no you didn't um, notice from the accent by the way I still go home and my and mom hates this thing that I've arrived <laughs> with this accent <laughs> but, but you know I bring it up because I'm invested in US rugby now and you know it's my home and I've made this my home and And rugby has a lot to be able to give. And with all that being said, I I take it with a pinch of salt when you hear about this player coming in from here and this player coming in from here. Because my eventual hope is that if I wanted to watch an international league, I could choose dozens for that. But if I wanted to be able to invest in a domestic league that truly will become an international standard, I need to see more guys like you. Right, and and, and and no offense, younger guys like you. <laughs> Please. Yes, younger,
2: absolutely younger. Yeah,
1: yeah. But <laughs> but you get my point. Um, so it's nice to be able to hear somebody from 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 a perspective who's come through the ranks, through the U.S. service, you know, and, and all the honors that come playing professionally uh, with rugby. Say this is a good thing, in provided it's done this way,
2: correct, and
1: you know, with the right
2: personnel. I mean, Fitzy's always done a good job of bringing us the boys. And the last thing you want is some prima donna from across the pond that comes in and thinks they're better than the team. Uh, mm-hmm. we haven't had that down at NOLA. I can't speak for the other clubs. And,
1: well, Nola's got a pretty good tradition but, of being able to work with domestic players already. And when they do bring somebody in, like look at Thompson, right? Playing, coaching, you know, it, there's there's a there's a history of um of investing in the club and the community that when they bring the right people in, and I imagine those conversations I had beforehand, that's because, you know, the the team, the whole crew there are setting expectations up very well. You said Who? absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah! Word of the day, crew. I like it. And I worked it in. Bonus point. Ding ding! Ring the bell. <laughs> crew, crew.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And and I just want to add on it. What I love about the mix is that they're bringing in these guys. But they but the reason that Fitz and and Kane are bringing them in is because they know they've got a great bunch of American props and, and some young American props in there too. So they right. guys like like Doc and and of course the, the foreign players who bring in a wealth of experience that can provide a platform for those boys to develop and grow and mature. Um, because we all know that, uh, a good tight, you need a good tight head and to have an American tight head is kind of like a, a good American tight head, a young one, particularly is a, is a, like a unicorn, right? You, you get them and you don't let them get away. So, um, I'm going to get into the last one. We talked a little bit about before, but doc, let me ask you this run past your kick. How important was it to have the team compete collectively as a team in the, uh, in the ARP?
2: Yeah, I'm going to run for this since I've been fighting for something like this since they literally called me up in 2019. Um, I think if you want to develop players and you want to get them ready for the league, you have to have some kind of you know, competition just underneath. You know, I came straight from a men's club background. I played select sides and this, that, and the other. And when I tell you those first couple of weeks of the training camp were rough, that's an understatement. <laughs> um, it's just another level. And then even the fall level, all the new guys we kept out from the ARP now, we tried to tell them when we were in ARP, they thought they were good. You know, they, were, they made it. Uh, they've been struggling more than most the last couple of weeks, and it's been funny to watch them squirm for a bit. No, but I think long-term, whether it's a league-wide thing, whether it's a regional thing, it doesn't matter. You have to have something, not just for the player's perspective, but, you know, if I'm looking at long-term, maybe job in the future, if I want to look at players before I give them a check, it's a great opportunity to put you in a high-impact environment, high-stress mm-hmm. I'm gonna see you in a professional environment, like, yeah, we're not paying you, yeah. You're here to play rugby, but we're still in the training sessions several times a week. You're expected to watch film, you're expected to do all the extra stuff that you're not expected to do at the collegiate and the club level. So you kind of get an idea of how this person's gonna be his first year or two in the league, right? Which may prevent issues later on down the road. And 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 I'd like to also
0: add in, I mean, how great was it to have Taylor Howden um, you know, commanding the boys. Uh, You know, because Kane was visiting, you know, uh, New Zealand, visiting his family for the first time in two years, given COVID, going in there looking for guys to bring back, you know, using up those foreign player spots and Taylor's right there as his as his right hand man to, you know, head up that uh, ARP effort.
2: I've been so fortunate in my career to have some amazing coaches and it hasn't stopped yet. Um, Taylor and Kane. I mean, man, it's it's uh, it's interesting to see every year you think, okay, this is what they got, this is what they're bringing to the table, and then they double down the next season. Uh, we're all excited for this year especially, but those two boys are going to be something special. Awesome. I'd like to also yeah,
1: add sure. just for a moment, though, I've noticed, Rob, that question was the question I was looking for earlier. That was the second half of it, right? <laughs> you're, probably, <laughs> you're probably
0: right. You're probably right. I'm you know, <laughs> Listen, in all honesty, I think when I made these questions up a couple of weeks ago, I was I was drinking then um, and and I've, I've gone to dry what January, drinks while uh, they do anything? Dry January right. now. So I'm, I'm now clear headed and I, I clearly see the error in my ways. My apologies, my good man.
1: no it's 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 all good it's all good man i like it it provides a good great uh comedy in between you know uh most of what we do here is just to make sure that everybody's having a good time you know rob and i always say this at the end but we'll say it so everybody else can hear it and perhaps you may feel this if you're seated at home driving to work wherever it may be if you can end this this chat turn it off sit down, you feel like you just had a chat with a couple of mates about rugby and the good banter in between. Then we've achieved what we wanted to do Um, because that's that's one of the great things about rugby is the conversations and the relationships between. And uh, uh, you know, whether it's it's in the post-game social or out in the stands, you know, one of the things we continue to be able to promote here is that you know, run pass or kick is not only a chance for fans to get to know rugby insiders like yourself, Doc, a little bit more and get their thoughts on things, but it's it's also an opportunity to be able to feel connected as a fan. Um, so it, the stuff in between, it's all just good jest. Um, but you know, it's all in the good interest of the game as well. Let's dive into to, into that, though, um, and and in the interest of the game. NOLA themselves, and, and this is an observation as much as it is for, for Rob um, and everybody else. am <laughs> <laughs> setting this one up correctly, right? So <laughs> NOLA has come so close, but yet so far, uh, he's smiling, right? On numerous occasions, oh, but if we get points here, and they lose by this, and then there's this, and then there's this. All right, I'm just going to sum it up, man. Is this the year we're going to see them in the playoffs?
2: Listen, uh, ever since I was a kid, I was always raised and doubled down in the military that we don't make excuses. So I'm not going to make any excuses. We failed to execute. We didn't go where we wanted to go. Uh, if I had to go to a gunfight tomorrow, half the boys in the locker room would come with me. Be ready. Put in the league on notice. We're coming in hot, and we're going for the shield. Love it. Easy to I'm understand, happy. easy to direction. <laughs> <I'm Yeah. happy. laughs>
0: love it, love it. Love I'm it. excited, and yeah. I'm double excited because not only am I making the trip down to the Bayou, but they're coming up here to my homestead. I get to see them here in Chicago, and I'm super pumped about that.
1: Yeah, and he's so, still going to be sporting his NOLA gear, of course. So you know, there's definitely <laughs> good, strong love for for what you boys are doing. Listen,
0: doc, do me a favor if you can find somebody that's supporting you that that can bring up a big Doc Fathead right (laughs) (laughs) stick right give me one of those bad boys i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna march around with it so i promise you that all right and 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 by the way i'm having i'm sitting with the gold diggers all right they're getting my ticket so i'm gonna be stuck in with the with all the boys from the bayou uh and making noise on behalf of the null gold that is for damn sure all right uh before i get to the next uh, the last question here doc reminder you know, uh, you're going to have as customary with all our guests, a couple minutes there at the end to have your piece to, to maybe give a shout out, uh, to, to give a hey to somebody or even plug your favorite charity. So, you know, I know you have something in mind because you do a lot of good and wonderful charitable work down there in New Orleans. So, um, you know, right after this question, we'll give you an opportunity to have the floor. But before that, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. Of course, we know you can always, you know, pass or kick this one. I'm interested to see what you do with this last question. Uh, You know, with the gold diggers, we kind of have a little pool going and I need some inside information. OK, so run past or kick. Who is your pick for rookie of the
2: year? Oh, from the gold boys. Rookie yep, of the from year. From the gold huh? boys. hmm. hmm. hmm well since i've played with pretty much all of them in the arp season and i basically had to be team dad for a while i'm uh, actually gonna pass on this one because i don't think you're supposed to pick your favorite kid okay so...
0: <laughs> you love them all just differently
2: i know that i know that and uh <laughs> yeah. it's kind of the opposite i'm the negative reinforcement guy so right now none of them are good enough to be rookie of the year oh. so let's <laughs> one of them earn it. They
0: gotta earn they gotta <laughs> earn their stripes yeah. I got you. I got you. I like He that. doesn't I give his love listening. to
2: just one guy. He gives it to Well, dying. if we go on our last <laughs> rookie of the year, I mean, good luck keeping up with that boy. So let's see what right. happens.
1: Yeah. Uh, All well, right. That's funny. I like that, though. But again... We always said we try to get at least one pass, and it yep. came on the final we it. question. It the final so we delivered on what our promise was, and you, my friend, have delivered on your promise to be a great guest here with us yeah. on the Run, Pass, or Kick interviews. And as Rob mentioned a moment ago, we'd like to as a bit of a tradition with each guest that we have, offer the floor to them for a few moments to send a shout-out to anybody important. Perhaps you have a charity or a special cause you'd like to draw attention to. The floor is yours.
2: I appreciate it fellas this is a blast anytime you need me rob you give me a holler and i'm on but uh first and foremost home opener february 17th it's big mardi gras weekend for us you ain't got plans around america come have a party down here in the bayou we're having half-price beers cheap tickets it's going to be a blast um yeah the old boys put on a spread be ready when you come down here um secondly i want to plug the Nola gold foundation i've been pleasure to work with them for the last couple of years growing youth rugby growing you know, men's club rugby throughout the city. I coach two of the teams Um, on that. I want to make a call to action on the rest of the players of this league. If you're not doing something to develop local rugby around your team, you're not doing enough. Uh, I I do the same thing you do. And I do a little extra work for uncle Sam and I still find some time to give back to the boys. So you're up. Uh, But no, this is great. We love these kind of things. We love the fans. Um, If you haven't been to a game in uh, NOLA, we probably love our fans better than most people party shack afterwards, sport the party shirt. Uh, so, no, we're looking forward to the season, and uh thanks again, boys. It was a fun.
0: Listen, Doc just drew swords for two groups in the last two minutes, the rookies and the other players in the league, basically through a challenge. If they're, not, if they're not doing what they should be doing, he's calling them out. Rooks, show out, and players in the league, give back to the game that's given so much to you and help grow it along with the Rugby Rant, because you know that we – want to grow rugby one fan at a time
1: i stole your thunder tie (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you just made my job redundant in one line <laughs> well the sentiments uh remain true so again thank you for so elegantly taking us out rub uh and taking my job with it um but uh again
2: you just ran a good support line that's all, that's all. That's right. <laughs> Off the shoulder.
1: yeah so no all jokes aside it has been an absolute pleasure and we want to remind all of our fans at home tuning in that we welcome you to be able to tell us what you think about our show, what you think about this interview, or what question you think we should have asked Doc, and maybe we'll get him back on another occasion. And uh, you could do so by following us under the handle uh, end of the handle at rugby rant pod on all of our social media. In addition to being able to find us on TRN, the rugby network each and every week with the new episode that of course, being our familiar format of the rugby rant debates. And you must of course, tune in to check out our next one when we'll be talking about the hot topic of the new recent rebranding for rugby ATL. Check us out on TRN and on social media under the handle at Rugby Rant Pod. Before we head out again, one final thank you to our guests. We have been spending this time with James Doc Irie, of course, of NOLA Gold and Crew Rugby. Doc, an absolute pleasure. We'll catch you at the next one.
0: Welcome to the, to the Rugby we'll Rant Podcast Show, your, your premium North American rugby podcast, Growing Rugby one fan at a time.